0: Hey everybody, it's Sathya here and welcome to Unleash the Man Within. Today we are interviewing Ron DeHaz and uh, Ron is the founder of Covenant Eyes. So you probably haven't heard his name, maybe, uh, but I can almost guarantee you that if you've been in this recovery space for any length of time, you've probably heard of Covenant Eyes, you've probably seen their logo around. Um, These guys, I would guess, are probably the biggest organization in the porn recovery space. I might be wrong about that, but I think they've they just been established for a long time, uh, two plus decades. Uh, they have a large staff, 150 plus employees, 300,000 users. I mean, these guys are phenomenal. And uh, I got connected with Ron on LinkedIn of all places. Uh, he took a huge interest in what we're doing here with Deep Clean. he's been very supportive. And he was really uh, quite excited to come on the podcast, much to my delight. Um, so that's, that's, what, uh, that's who he is, and that's kind of what we're talking about. Let me read his bio just to give you a little more background, because he doesn't just do stuff with Covenant Eyes. He's involved elsewhere. Um, so Ron is the founder and CEO of Covenant Eyes, the screen accountability software. He is also chairman of the board of the National Center on Sexual Exploitation, producer of Dirty Dozen, and the leading advocate against fighting pornography and sexual exploitation of all kinds. And and he really is. I mean, he has a phenomenal profile. Um, But, you know, today what we talked about on the interview was not so much uh, about, you know, how great he is and all the stuff he's built. uh, But what we actually talked about was what was it like to start Covenant Eyes, you know, in the late 1990s, early 2000s, um, he went through extreme tragedy and that's what actually led to uh, the beginning of Covenant Eyes. It's a, it's a remarkable story. And then we talked a little bit about growth and, um, and then got into a conversation about the future. And, uh, you know, I'm big on that lately. I've been asking a lot of my guests, you know, where do you see all this going? And um, his answer was really profound. I had a huge smile on my face as he was saying it. It was just... Um, Yeah, it was music to my ears. So I know you guys are really going to enjoy it. Uh, Pay attention, listen to the end. He spits some real knowledge at the very end that I'd love for you to catch. And um, without further ado, here's my interview with Ron DeHaz of Covenant Eyes. So here's the million dollar question. How are men like us who work hard, have good motives and a God-given purpose supposed to fulfill the calling on our lives and the dreams in our hearts, all while establishing sexual integrity, thriving relationships and a meaningful connection with God? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Sathya Sam. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. Awesome. Well, I'm here with Ron, uh, one of my new friends here in this space. And uh, Ron, before we hit record, I was saying that you are uh, maybe the pioneer, actually, of the porn recovery movement, and certainly, uh, I think, among faith-based ministries and um, uh, we we owe an uh, uncalculatable amount of gratitude to you for what you've done. Uh, thank you so much for uh, the work you've done, and, and thanks for being here on the podcast today.
1: Oh well, Sophia, I'm I'm really happy to be here. Uh, you know, I have to I, I have to give credit to God. He uh, he pushed me. Th- he pushed me here <laughs> sometimes against to to my will. So, <laughs>
0: yeah, well, I think that's the story of a lot of people in this space. You know, this is not necessarily the area that you dream about getting into. And I, I was wondering if we could start there because you have um, a really profound story. You you didn't hustle to get Covenant. I started in your 20s when you had lots of, um, you know, maybe ambition and, and you could take lots of risks. Um, this was a little bit later on in life for you and uh, and you had put your retirement savings on the line to kind of uh, get this thing started. And and uh, I'm, I imagine tons of challenges along the way. We'll get into all of that. But can you just tell us why? Why? Why did Covenant Eyes even become a thing in the first place?
1: Oh, well, I I had to start in 1992, actually. Um, uh, I'll, I'll try to keep this brief, but uh, it is an important story to me. And it tells why I, even at, I'm going to be 73 years old here in a, in a month and wow. uh, why I still am passionate about, about this. Uh, in 1992, I was married. I had a wife and two children, age seven and four, and all three of them were killed in a car accident. Um, they were stopped on the highway uh, in Michigan southern michigan and waiting stopping for another accident that had happened and a tanker truck came up behind them at highway speed and never slowed down and hit them from behind and they were all killed instantly so that was uh definitely a a tragedy in my life wow fortunately god provided another perfect family and that was a that was just you know a textbook family it was a perfect family fortunately god provided another perfect family for me that i still currently enjoy uh growing older now <laughs> but nevertheless uh, 10 grandkids and so on wow. but uh that perfect family uh, already had 3 children and i i remarried uh a woman who had three children and then we had one more of our own so now we have four, and then we've more or less adopted another uh, uh, as well. So really, we we have five kids. But uh, the settlement from the trucking company was, I got a a strong settlement from the trucking company. And in 1995, I started a ministry for pastors and missionaries. It was a retreat and counseling center called Maya Ministries. And I still still have Nehemiah Ministries here on our property. We still provide retreat and counseling services. But I thought that was going to be my life from then on. I thought <laughs> here I'd run this ministry, and, and that was it. Well, in the year 2000, actually December of 1999, a young man named Colin got me on the Internet, and I realized very quickly the dangers of the Internet and by that time, I had two teenage sons and I realized the dangers for
0: them on the Internet. So can I pause you there for a second, Ron, because um, to, to give some give some context to me, like a 31 year old millennial here who who thinks that. Um, and I, I know better than what I'm about to ask, but I think um, like when we hear 1999, we're like, oh, Ron, people were you know, it was just Playboys and Penthouse magazines like. internet wasn't even really a thing back then how 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 were you seeing this concern were your were your boys engaging in the in content online or what what was it that made you think this could be a problem
1: no they were not but uh it was uh it was easy for me back then it was much more common than it is today uh to stumble on pornography uh unaware right Uh, that doesn't happen as much now actually as it did back then uh but uh, very commonly you would stumble on it you you know you mistype something and uh and there's 50 pictures it really did happen like 50 pictures that's
0: right of, the pop-ups and that kind of thing oh it, yeah. was, it was
1: outrageous and uh and they were predatory they they just uh, wanted you to seek more hmm. so i realized this is not good and the filters that were out there uh, back then were really not very good. Uh, filters, uh, interestingly, uh, t- tend to tempt teenagers rather than prevent them. Yeah. So filters are are not a very good solution. I wanted yeah. accountability. I wanted something that would be an over-the-shoulder experience so that I can have something to talk about with my sons, to train them uh, properly and the, and the proper use of the Internet. I couldn't keep them off the internet. That was obvious. Uh, You you just can't do that. And so uh, I went to this young man who got me on the internet, uh, Colin, and I asked him if he could keep me accountable on the internet, on my internet use. Hmm. He did a few things on my computer and three days later presented me with a uh, a list of the websites that I had gone to. (laughs) And I said, Colin, I, I've been in business all my life. Actually, I'm a geologist. I've been in the oil business all my life. Oh wow! And, uh, and I said, Colin, uh, you interested in starting a business about this? I think we could do this. And uh, he was very interested in doing that. And the next two years, we spent, Colin and I spent our lives uh, developing Covenant Eyes. But wow. amazingly, Colin, uh, and I can't say enough about Colin's ability, as a 17-year-old kid, he was truly uh, one of the leading experts on telecommunications. Hmm. His whole life was telecommunications. And amazingly, by March of 2000, so in three months, we're talking three months, and anyone who is in development will appreciate this. By March, he had developed the program uh, developed the website, developed the billing program, developed the customer relations management systems, the CRM, uh, and we were up and selling Covenant Eyes version
0: one in March of 2000, three months later. Jeez, and you're, so hold on, so you're you're 51, 52 years old at the time? At the time, Is 17, is, is that what you said, he's 17, 17 years old?
1: 17 years old, a third my age, yeah.
0: (laughs) And I I don't think, uh, it's hard to even wrap your head around it because now you can buy a product that's an all-in-one solution. It's got the CRM, it does the billing. But I mean, in the year 2000, this is like, this is not a thing. Like, this is unheard of. He had to create everything from the ground up. He
1: personally wrote our CRM. And amazingly, that CRM was so scalable, we were still using it in 2017 with over
0: 150,000 users. Oh my word. Yeah, that's really, really impressive. It was amazing. It was very yeah. impressive.
1: Yeah. So, anyway. Okay. So, that, that so you guys fine. are kind of yeah, off yeah.
0: to, yeah, yeah, no. But so you guys yeah. are off to the races here, like March 2000. And yeah. then what happens? Like, do the clients just come flooding in and people see the value of it and Covenant Ice takes off?
1: This is 2000. There was no, no internet marketing at the time. Hmm. Uh, the the filters interestingly the way the filters were selling their filter was in a box with a cd you put the cd in and that's and that's your filter uh their uh their model of sustaining their business was terrible (laughs) yeah yeah no kidding and i I said colin we got to have a subscription basis here so we can keep on going uh we can't just develop this and then uh and then not not continue to uh, advance it. So yeah. Yeah. So we did, we started the subscription. Uh, I, I was definitely the first in, uh, in any of the filter or, uh, accountability realm to use a subscription basis.
0: So that's amazing when you, especially when you consider it sounds like all the stuff you guys were kind of creating off the cuff are now mainstream today, right? Like yeah, these are absolutely. Yeah. And
1: how do you market? And I didn't know how to market uh, No, who no one did, uh, On the internet, it just, you know, Google wasn't even around back then. And so uh, there just was no way of of reaching out to people. And so uh, I realized the best way for us to market was uh, word of mouth uh, and going to conferences, going to especially churches, door to door, literally door to door with churches. And by so you were just knocking on the
0: doors of churches, just saying, hey, we built this software. Are you interested? Wow, yeah.
1: we were Colin and I were very excited when we had our hundredth user. That's uh, amazing, have, uh, but uh, three hundred thousand now. So, yeah,
0: I mean, I I grew up in the church. You know, my my dad was a pastor. I pastored for ten years myself. Wow, like I, I can just imagine what people would have thought to see some guys knocking on their doors talking about this software. Like, did it was that was that like any kind of door to door sales? Like that must have been a little bit difficult, I imagine.
1: Well, um. 'm you know I'm not a salesman I, basically we let the product sell itself yeah and so that was uh you know it didn't take long for people to see the need for accountability accountability okay. is a biblical is the biblical way filtering is not the biblical way where you just legalistically block uh access uh, right. and and you know that doesn't that doesn't do anything to your uh, <laughs> your relationship with God Yeah. But uh, but accountability does. And Hmm. people got that pretty quickly. And so uh, that was that was effective. We went to. uh, And then in September, this was interesting. By September, (laughs) when I first started the business, I was figuring, well, you know, uh, probably I I might be able to get this done for about thirty thousand dollars. Colin, and I sat down and worked up a little budget. And I'll tell you that thirty thousand dollars was gone. In an instant. <laughs> and by September, uh, it was uh, approaching a million dollars. And, wow. so, you know, the settlement that I got from the trucking company was all I had. That was my I, w- I was pretty much retired at that time. Right. Uh, by September, I I realized uh, this this isn't going to be uh, a. a <laughs> I'm I'm going to lose all my money and not be able to sustain this as a business. And it's just going to fail. And I didn't want to do that. That's not the one thing. Um, And so in September, I said, Colin, let's go to uh, promise keepers and uh, focus on the family. We went to promise keepers met with uh, a gentleman there who was in charge of their technical aspects. And he was so intrigued with what we had that we literally walked out the door with an affiliate agreement where they would, promise Keepers promoted us from their website and uh, we gave them a percentage back of of the cost, uh, which supported their ministry. So in September of 2000, we got our first affiliate and they have also been our strongest Affiliate. They still are an affiliate. They've been an affiliate now for over twenty years. Wow! And uh, I'm thankful uh, for Promise Keepers. Then we went to focus on the family down in Colorado Springs. Promise Keepers was up in Denver. And uh, at Focus on the Family, they also were intrigued with what we had. Uh, you know, it was easy. Like I said, people recognize the need for accountability. Accountability yeah. is is you know it's just biblical and it's necessary if you're trying to overcome uh any addiction but uh, pornography in specifically if you're trying to overcome that it is pretty much impossible to do on your own uh, there are yeah. there are exceptions of course but Boy, to have somebody looking over your shoulder, that really is, is the way to do it. And Promise uh, promise Keepers and Focus on the Family got that right away. And so actually Focus on the Family uh, recommended us and gave us permission to use their logo on our homepage for a few years. That didn't, that just lasted a few years. But Yeah, uh, it's fantastic, though. But it was. And that was uh, the stimulus that I needed to keep on going. And by July right. of 2002, I was... I had, I saw, you know, I'd been in business all my life and I saw this is going to make it. And so right. That, right. You know, it was July of 2002 that we really figured this is going to work.
0: That's amazing. And I, I suppose uh, by the time you hit 2002, the internet is starting to become mainstream, right? People are getting broadband connections and, right. um, and that kind of thing. And so the the, both the the prevalence of pornography is increasing but so too that is the need for uh, something like a covenant eyes um i mean I, i'm sure we could go into all of it because i think the whole story is so fascinating but i'm wondering if we can fast forward a little bit mm-hmm. and um I, I would love to hear about what things were like what when did Covenant Eyes go from just you and, uh, you know, the 17 year old kid, developer, uh, when did it start to really get momentum and become an established movement? Because today you guys have, you know, over 150 employees. um, And like you said, 300,000 users. I can imagine that the invention of the smartphone and that kind of thing probably would have had a a similar two-sided effect uh we see more porn consumption for sure and all of the ripples of that but i imagine uh, that would have been uh useful as well for covenant eyes to really get on more devices and make more of a difference in people's lives when did when did you really see this thing getting established as a a movement and not just some useful organization uh
1: it it really was 2002 that I realized we were going to make it financially. Okay. Uh, I I would say there was there has not been um, a uh, a time of uh, really accelerated growth. Uh, I, okay. I I don't think there has been. It's been pretty steady. Okay. We've we've grown in membership about uh, fifteen to twenty percent every year, and Actually, so that's wow. been that's kind of been the plowing along. I'm waiting for the time. that it will just explode it should uh but it hasn't and in fact you know there have been there there has been some competition along the way different companies have started and um, providing accountability but they have found the same thing that we found and um, certainly most of them uh, were not able to sustain it and are no longer in business
0: yeah, 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 that I mean, that was even my experience. I think when I was uh, really trying to get free in 2010 and mm-hmm. onwards, it was three or four years there of really trying to find freedom. Um, but yeah, the software service that I use it, it was not Covenant Eyes, it was probably one of your competitors at the time, and yeah, they're not really around anymore, you know. what I think it was X3 Watch, which I guess they are still oh, yeah. around, right? But I think
1: they are they use uh 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 ever accountable
0: is the is oh the that's the is that the rebrand right. okay yep. got it and got that's it. And
1: a pretty good service you know i'm uh i i always i think covenant eyes is the best <laughs> it is <laughs> yeah, of course uh, it really is the best but uh for some people any accountability program would work just knowing yeah. there's someone out there that possibly could be looking over your shoulder generally is enough that really uh if you have uh, users of, of your program who are really st- still struggling with pornography, I'm telling you, accountability is, uh, is necessary. Yes. Just th- that thought that someone might be looking, even if, even if they never do look,
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know, you have yeah. A,
1: you, what we call an ally, an accountability partner. If you have an ally who doesn't even ever look, uh, you don't know
0: that. <laughs> and, <Yeah. stuff. laughs> and so yeah, uh, it, I'm telling you, accountability works. It, it no, I work. I totally agree. I've I've really had to mature on this conversation, and um, I kind of want to switch gears to just some of the philosophies behind an accountability software. But I um, when I did have that that internet filter system, and again, not I I've, I've mentioned the name of the company, and I don't mean to bash them because really um, it was a user I, error. I, um, but I had I had a poor experience with it, and and basically what happened was I installed the filter um, or the, the software rather. And uh, I had another friend who was struggling just as much and we agreed we'd keep each other accountable. And I would get the list of links every week that he had viewed and I knew he was getting uh, my list as well when it happened. And I started clicking around and it really became sort of a launching pad for me to stumble. And I, I mistakenly drew the conclusion, ah, this stuff doesn't work, you know, it's, it's, it's useless. It's the blind leading the blind, it's not gonna work. And what I realized in hindsight is I had actually outsourced my recovery. I was just hoping I could install the filter, and i'd be good to go i wasn't doing anything else we weren't having the conversations and all that kind of thing and i i realize that now but i'm wondering if you can talk to somebody ron who maybe says oh you know internet filters accountability software it's all the same stuff it doesn't work um, you're just modifying behavior what what is the what is the value of um of what you guys are doing and i think maybe it would even be useful to draw that distinction between an internet filter versus accountability software as, as well maybe as a starting point Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Thank you for saying that because it, it really, uh, it really is true. You, you can't, you, you can't just outsource recovery. Yeah, you really can't just do that. Uh, it is, uh, it, it is a personal thing. And so, uh, number one filters and, and actually, uh, Josh McDowell and I did a, uh, we hired the Barna Group to do a study in 2016. Yes. And uh, it was called the Porn Phenomenon. Uh, and it has a lot of data in it. But one of the things that we did uh, that we did analyze, because uh, I was able to find a cohort of uh, Covenant Eyes users who have been using Covenant Eyes for more than five years,
0: hmm.
1: and so we were able to look at them versus the general population. And what what the data actually shows is that uh, when people have a filter on their computers their pornography use actually goes up and not down. Wow. Because, uh, and there are a number of reasons for that that we've kind of speculated on. But one is that uh, if you install a filter, uh, there's a reason you installed it and underlying that reason, and you address this in in your blog, which I appreciate that there's an underlying cause uh, for, uh, for pornography. Uh, you know, some people look at pornography, uh, as a solution rather than a problem. Right. And it's, it's a poor solution. (laughs) It's just a bad solution. Uh, and so those people that are, they're looking at us, as a, as a solution, uh, when they have a filter on their, on their computer, it, it almost entices them to try to get around that filter. Right. And they do. And, you know, filters actually are pretty easy to get around. You just go to your iPhone or
0: whatever. Yeah, <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> that's true. So, uh, it that That's why accountability is so important. And accountability includes not just outsourcing your, um, your recovery. It doesn't that's mean right. you just install the software and everything's funky dory.
0: Yeah. It means
1: installing the software, but then following through with your ally and and letting him know, him or her, know uh, how you're doing. Uh, accountability means you are no longer uh, opaque to the world. You're actually transparent. Hmm. And you're actually opening yourself up. Uh, before you have accountability, you're, you're opaque. You're people don't know. Or at, at the best, translucent. Maybe you're maybe you're married and your wife knows that you have a pornography problem, but she doesn't really know how much you're looking at it, or what time, or what how you're looking at it. Uh, That's big, and yeah. so you know, there's this translucence. Uh, but how much better to be transparent? You know? That's, yeah. uh, and, and you can't do that without accountability. That, that is yes. accountability. Yeah,
0: and, it's really and, and well it
1: said. On, on having someone who who loves you and cares about you. Uh, you uh, uh, a lot of organizations have talked to Covenant Eyes, talked to us about using the uh, the program on all the computers in the business, and some of them actually do that. But we recommend against that uh, mm. because it, that you know that's kind of that's kind of like a filter, in a sense. It's kind of forced right. on you. Uh, it, how much better it is to have someone who cares about you and loves you. And uh, is is willing to talk to you yes. about about your your problem, and then uh, we found after a couple of years, uh, very often uh, members of Covenant Eyes, and, and it's interesting. It, it the members of Covenant Eyes who stay with Covenant Eyes for two years, tend to be with us forever. They they just they never they never stop using it, because yeah. they realize the value of the accountability. But uh, we all. I personally think it's a good idea to uh, look for other accountabilities that you can add. You can have as many allies as you want. Yeah. And so to look for other allies, because one ally, if you just have one ally, uh, that one ally uh, might have COVID this week and <laughs> and, uh, and not able to do anything. And so maybe you take advantage of it and you look at not. But if you have more than one ally uh it's less likely that you're going
0: to do that that's a very good point yeah and and i I know for us like it's one of the reasons we do so much community stuff here uh you know we have a private community and we have group coaching because um and we and we do encourage people to get an ally we call them spotters here um like a spotter at the gym you know that kind of idea Um, but yeah there's there's huge value to that and i i was listening to uh, your vp sam black on uh men in the arena and he, he explained it so eloquently that, you know, it's not about blocking that behavior, it's about the conversations that happen afterwards. Um, like that's that's the real design, like that's the real meat of, uh, of Covenant Eyes, you know, and I think what it offers, and it was really clarifying for me to just the way he put it. I'm wondering um, if maybe somebody's hearing and they're saying, okay, Ron, I get it. Like, I know I need to be accountable, I need an ally, but it's just so uncomfortable, you know, like I have to, I have to, confess my mistake i have to you know sort of like uh i don't know like a dog going back to its vomit like i have to explain what i've done yet again um isn't there another way i can do it that's a little bit you know i don't know more enjoyable or not as painful uh what 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 would you say to somebody like that who who wants to do it but maybe is still having some questions uh you can still use covenant eyes and have yourself as as your accountability
1: partner as your ally, <laughs> you're your own ally. Yeah, uh, that is only 50 percent as effective, uh, and we actually have statistics that 50 um, percent of the uh, the people who just have themselves as an ally are are, are successful in overcoming um, that. 50 percent has to be pretty motivated to
0: yeah. you
1: know to download Covenant Eyes and then uh, and 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 pay for it, but without having an ally. So that's a pretty motivated 50%. Yeah. Uh, but it, it, you have to recognize that this is not just your problem. It's not just you who struggles with pornography. Hmm. Uh, in this day and age, it's safe to say that pretty much every guy struggles with pornography. And if you're, uh, if you're 25 years or younger, uh, chances are you started looking at pornography before the age of 12. Yep. And this became your sex education. And I'll tell you, this it's, this isn't, pornography is not the way, uh, <laughs> the, the way that a loving sexual relationship is supposed to be. Uh, women do not like to be gang raped women do not like to have you urinate in their face Uh, that just uh, (laughs) that which is portrayed in pornography and the other aspect about pornography is it is sex trafficking because the vast majority of the women in who are in hardcore pornography are actually there because of the of a result of some form of sex trafficking, sexual exploitation. Uh, mm-hmm. I I could go on and on about that, but I'm getting back to your question now. Uh, you know, it, it's difficult for me to talk to people. Man, everybody else is struggling too. Uh, when <laughs> yeah. you open up, you're going to find that whoever you're asking it to be an ally is probably struggling too. Now, yeah. uh, I you know, it's always good if you if you're If you're married, uh, it's good to have, uh, and I'm going to talk mostly to men because really, uh, I'm a man, and so I'm going to talk. That's fine. That's who we're talking to (laughs) primarily, anyway. No problem. Yeah, Yeah. you fire away. And so, uh, I want to find another guy to be my accountability partner, to be my ally. Yeah. Uh, In addition, I can have my wife. um, You know, if if she knows that I'm I'm struggling, that's that's okay, but you know, I want to let her know I, I love her and I want to stop this. I recognize yeah. this is not good. It's not good for our relationship. It's not good for my relationship with you, my wife. It's not good for my family. If I'm for raising kids, uh, it's, it's not good with my relationship with God. And hmm. uh, we've, we've surveyed thousands of our members and the number one reason that people use Covenant Eyes is to build their relationship with God. Interestingly, uh, wow. number two is to build it with uh, their spouse or family. Fascinating. And so uh, that is important. But really, the vast majority uh, is to improve their relationship with God.
0: That's amazing. And
1: so, you know, this you you want to you want to live a godly life you want to be respected. You want to have integrity. Yeah. And the, the clearest way of integrity is to be transparent and open up uh, at least to another guy. And uh, you know, it depends on your marriage situation, of course, uh, but um, many men also find that they can open up to their, to their wives. Yes. Especially I found that you, with younger men, you uh, yeah, the, the wife already knows that this is a pretty universal problem.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It's really well said. And thank you for tackling that, that part about getting your wife involved as well. Cause I've had some guys who come and they're like, yeah, my wife's my accountability partner. And so I'm good to go there. And I'm like, Whoa, Whoa, hold on, hold on. Like, I think we could probably add a little bit to that. That's great that she's involved, but, um, there's probably more to that equation. Um,
1: well, let me tell you one other thing. While, while you're on that, though. Uh, if you're a young a young man and not married, do not even begin to think that getting married will help you over your pornography problem. It yes. absolutely will not. It might for a month, but you you have devastation looming around the corner. Uh, uh-huh. If you think that that is uh, is absolutely poisonous thinking
0: so don't think i totally agree yeah our mantra around that subject is that marriage is a magnifier so if it's a problem before it's a bigger problem after yeah um one of the things i want to ask you i've looked through that the findings of the study you guys did with barna and um and it was really fascinating you know the i think there's so many there's so much information there and um and i hope you guys do it again because I, i can only imagine how the stats have changed uh in the last five years but the one, the one area I wanted to tackle a little bit that is becoming more and more a passion of mine, is uh, talking about pastors and leaders in the church in this with this subject, and it's it's twofold because it's no secret that pastors are struggling as well, um, and and they arguably maybe they need more resources than anybody else because they're such a secluded demographic, and I think the other side is that because pastors struggle, then the the sheep that they shepherd don't get the help that they need necessarily, because there might be some reservations to bring in the help because they don't want to feel like a hypocrite. They don't want to be exposed or uh, there's other things that are more important around the gospel and whatever. And I'm just wondering, what what are you observing, Ron? Because you, you're rubbing shoulders with a lot of uh, major leaders and major players, um, especially within America in the Christian church. And um, mm-hmm. how, how do we kind of further this development in, in this particular area with pastors and leaders?
1: Yeah, that's a, a great question. It, uh, Fortunately, I have, the study shows, the porn phenomenon study showed in 2016 that uh, the younger the, the pastor, uh, the more likely it is that he's open about talking about a pornography problem. Hmm. Uh, and I think that goes to what we were just talking about. Uh, people, younger people recognize uh, this is a universal problem.
0: Hmm.
1: And so that's a good thing. Uh, However, that study also showed in 2016 that only 7% of churches have ever done anything, any program whatsoever, about pornography. And I don't think that number has changed drastically. Uh, You know, it probably, obviously, uh, some have done something since then, but uh, it's it's still a very low percentage. Mm. So... One of the reasons for that, of course, then is uh, a, a pastor is less likely, I think, uh, to talk about uh, an issue that he struggles with. And uh, many pastors, as you said, struggle with pornography. Yeah, uh, they're they're no different from the world at large. Uh, the same, you know, that's the same percentage. Pastors are going to struggle with pornography, and by by the nature of the pastor job. Uh, it's it tends to be a little bit secluded, removed in many cases. Uh, yes, many pastors don't have many friends actually, which is interesting, and and so there are built in, and, and not only that, their job is uh, typically private. Uh, they can sit at their computer all day long without uh, any question of monitoring or anything like that. Yeah, uh, and so there they have some built in. Uh, uh, temptations that are that are difficult. Uh, on the other hand, I, I strongly believe that if a if a pastor is willing to be transparent about his problem, and uh, of some some denominations, uh, that means you're out of a job. Uh, that's terrible because it's such a universal problem. Uh, that, that just that needs to change. It. Um, you know, I, nothing I can do about that. Yeah. But, but to the extent you feel safe to be transparent about your problem, uh, the strength that you can gain from that is uh, in, your, in your position as pastor, as a leader, leading people away from this issue, which I believe is the most serious issue facing the church uh, in terms of sin. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it is the, the sin of this uh, millennium, really. Yeah. And so, uh, it, uh, it it's devastating churches. Uh, it, when you have a secret life, when a per, when a when a person has a secret life, that impairs their relationship with their spouse, their family. Uh, it impairs their relationship at work, but it also impairs their relationship in their ministry at church, even a lay mm-hmm. ministry. Uh, and it certainly impairs their relationship with God. So when you look at the cumulative effect, when it's, this is such a universal problem, and you look at the cumulative effect of uh, what pornography is doing to the church and to ministries all over the world, that cumulative effect is, uh, is definitely uh, evidenced by the decline in church growth. Yeah. Uh, it, uh I I think there's a direct relationship with, with pornography. That's it's, pretty profound. Believe, yeah. And so uh I I also believe that if you're if a pastor is in and, and this doesn't have to be a pastor, this can be a lay a lay person who just wants to do something. You go to your pastor and you say, Hey, let's do something. Uh one of the things that we're working on here at Covenant Eyes is a presentation that Uh, Can be like a mini seminar. Hmm. So one of the things that I I hope to do here in our small town of Owasa, Michigan, population eighteen (laughs) thousand, is to send a an invitation to everybody in the community. Come and hear this uh, this talk about this issue of pornography. Uh, Rent out so the church would do that. My my church would do this rent yeah. out uh, a local auditorium and have people come and then present this um, uh, mini series on uh, on pornography. And then uh, uh, have your pastor get up and say, you know, uh, if you're struggling with this issue, uh, I believe that, um, that uh, we have the answer. <laughs> and yeah. uh, and uh, you, we already have a group in place that meets on, let's say, Thursday night dealing with this issue and if you're struggling with this issue we welcome you to come Uh, whether or not you're in our church it doesn't matter just uh come to that to that group wow cool and i and i believe it it has the potential of transforming our culture
0: yeah yeah um that that's actually thank you for saying what just what you said at the end there because that perfectly leads into my next question which is um like here we are we're recording this in 2022 uh, mm-hmm. We know the state of the fair, state of affairs globally. Um, we know that, you know, the metaverse is on the rise here. Virtual reality, uh, the the mediums and the outlets that are available for people to engage in pornographic content is at an all time high. Um, and I, I'm making an assumption here, but I do know that when people start to reach their 70s, you start to think about after you, you know, the legacy you're going to leave. And I, I think it's, it's quite obvious that Covenant Eyes is going to outlive you, Ron. You know, you've done such a good job building that thing up what is what is your vision because you you for you to do what you've done you must be a visionary i i know you're looking yeah, ahead I, um that's all i do i really don't <laughs> what do, but I <laughs> so what sure. what are you seeing you know what 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 do you look ahead for um i mean i guess covenant I specifically but then this area at large where where do you think things are going to be i don't know 60 80 100 years from now what do you think
1: uh yeah I uh, I also am the chairman of the board of the National Center on Sexual Exploitation, which yes, is the yeah. leading advocacy center fighting pornography and sexual exploitation of all kinds. Um, if you if you're not familiar with it, uh, just look up National Center on So uh, NCOSE. Uh, call yeah, it. we'll
0: put a, we'll put a link in the show notes. I spoke at their event la- last year. I mean, yeah, it's a phenomenal uh, organization.
1: They're amazing, and so uh, uh, so I have kind of an inside track on. On what's going on, uh, we uh, we at Nicosi are uh, on the attack against uh, huge organizations that are actually promoting pornography in one way or another. Hmm. There's actually a lawsuit against Twitter that is uh, progressing. Uh, we have the Dirty Dozen list that lists uh, corporations. Uh, we've been successful in getting uh uh 250 uh, 250 million rooms in hotels will not be showing pornography tonight because they have been on what we call the dirty dozen list wow. and they have removed uh pornography so it's it is a very significant thing um so my vision for the future uh I compare it to smoking. Uh, when I was, uh, when I was your age, uh, you couldn't go to a restaurant without it being smoke filled. You couldn't get on a plane without smoke being there.
0: Hmm.
1: And it, it isn't that way anymore. Uh, I want to see pornography disappear in the same way. I want to work, work myself out of a job <laughs> and see, pornog- see pornography disappear wow. in the same way. Uh, i I believe that can happen. Pornography used to be so taboo. Imagine this, pornography used to be so taboo that in the 1950s on the I Love Lucy show, Lucy, even though she was married to the man that was her husband on the show, she was actually married to him and had a baby by him they slept in separate beds in their pajamas. And she could not, when she got pregnant, she could not use the word pregnant on TV because that word was taboo. Wow.
0: (laughs) It's hard to imagine. And so
1: that is how far we have changed. Yeah. And I believe we can, we can change back. Uh, And so going back to my original story, 1992, I lost my family. Covenant Eyes was built, uh, and I, I, I joke that I was not, by 2002, I had invested o- over $2.5 million, the entire uh, fund that I had gotten. Wow. Uh, I really got to the point where I couldn't buy a cup of coffee at McDonald's, couldn't afford that, um, and that the The vision that I have of a porn free world, I consider to be the legacy of my family. Wow, yeah. and so I don't take it lightly. Uh, it is uh, it's a very
0: serious issue for me. That's really powerful. and you know i've I've used the smoking uh, analogy before uh, as well because i I really believe that. Uh, you and I are on the same page, brother. And I think as well, um, it's funny, I, I'm sure you've heard this term tossed around about ethical porn and that kind of stuff um, and people finding different ways to, to justify it. But I'm like, to me, I see porn as like cocaine. You know, like there's no such thing as ethical cocaine. It's all cocaine, no matter how you slice it. And I think I think our society is, um, I, I really do believe we can get there. And I think um, organizations like Covenant Eyes and the work you guys are doing really gives me a lot of hope. I, I have to ask, because um, I, 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 it's, the question's been swirling around in my brain this entire interview. Do you use Covenant Eyes? Do you have it on your devices? Oh, yes, of course I do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've
1: had it on for 20 years. And and oh, <laughs> it's interesting because uh, 20, 21, 22 years ago, it's almost 22. In March, it'll be 22 years. Uh, 22 years ago, uh, it for me, it still was, uh, you know, going down to the corner store and looking at the Playboy magazine. That, you know, that's that sure looked at pornography even then uh it was just starting on the internet uh to, the internet in 2000 uh, uh, i think it was around 2000 or 2001 that 50 percent of the american population was on the internet period hmm. uh, it, it before that it wasn't even 50 percent. so uh yeah it still it still was the playboy so as a result of having covenant eyes on my computer for 22 years uh i don't i honestly don't have a pornography problem i'm uh, uh it it just is second nature to me that uh somebody's going to be looking at my at my computer use
0: that's amazing and, yeah. and who, who's who's your accountability partner
1: i, I have my wife actually
0: <laughs> okay excellent yeah fair enough fair so enough
1: yeah that's how it's always been
0: yeah yeah that's amazing that's really that's, cool and yeah. And we should clarify, because I know earlier we were talking about how having your wife only is, is not best practice, <laughs> yeah. but that's really when you're recovering, right? Like when, when you're at, when you kind of right. made it over the hump, that's totally fine um, because it's, it's just a different stage. You know, the approach is different. Um, Ron, you've been so generous with your time. Thank you. Thank you for all you're doing. I want to get more into the Nicosi stuff as well, uh, but maybe we'll have to have you back or, or you can send somebody yeah, from there um, because that, the work there is so, it's so powerful. And I think people are starting to take notice. Like we know what's happened with uh, Pornhub this year and all the lawsuits and the issues they're running into. And um, you guys and Exodus Cry and some of these organizations are big proponents and big uh, movers and shakers. It's really cool. But I'm wondering if you can leave us with some parting words of wisdom, you know, for somebody who um, I think one of the things we're always conscious of with this podcast is that people would not listen to this unless they were looking for hope. Unless they were looking for encouragement, unless they were looking for some guidance along the way, do you have anything to offer in that vein to our listeners?
1: Uh, yeah, there there is hope, uh, even the, even the people who are truly addicted, and I suspect most of your listeners are not truly addicted, uh, or they probably wouldn't say they are anyway. Uh, and whether or not they are, uh, there is hope. It doesn't it doesn't matter. There is hope. Yeah. Uh, but I'll tell you the best hope. Really is is accountability. Uh, you're going to have a tough road to hoe with uh, if you uh, if you try to do it alone. Uh, accountability and and faith. Uh, you know your, your your faith in God. Uh, you talk about this on your on your website, and it just is absolutely true. Uh, uh, to build your faith, uh, to look at this as, uh, as a way to improve your relationship with God. Yeah, uh, that that really is important. And uh, honestly, uh, use Covenant Eyes. I, I, I you know, I <laughs> obviously I'm biased about that, but but it really is true. Uh, Covenant Eyes, uh, the way Covenant Eyes works, we provide screen account, what we call screen accountability. Now, we used to okay. just do the Internet, but we actually have been able to develop a, a true artificial intelligence program. That analyzes analyzes the image on a screen, regardless of the source of that image. It doesn't have to be the huh. internet. It wow. might be a picture that you have stored on your computer. Right. Uh, it might be a, a, a DVD, or uh, you know some text other text message or text message or, or whatever. Yeah. And so our our program using artific- true artificial intelligence that we trained, uh, you know, by training it, by looking at pornography and not looking at pornography and looking at non-pornography and being able to actually, uh, in a sense, mathematically determine the difference, uh, which it does uh, in a, in a many dimensional world.
0: uh, Yeah.
1: Yeah. But, and so to be able to analyze whatever is on the screen, uh, because so much pornography is now is coming from apps and it's not coming from, a browser and so you you really need you really need screen accountability uh get covered yeah. now that's uh.
0: <laughs> absolutely and we're, we are going to put a link in the show notes we'll make sure that um that people can can get it as quickly and as easily as possible I highly recommend it as well um we we had a guy in our group uh um maybe a week or two ago was, I think it was right before Christmas and he was sharing you know he, he's been doing really well in his recovery you know and he he'd gone I think six or seven weeks longest period he's had pretty much in his entire life um his adult life at least and uh had a really hard day a really tough moment and kind of just you know reached that place in his mind where he's like forget it like it's just one time not a big deal and he goes into his browser or he goes on his phone i'm not sure which device he was using and bam there's covenant eyes and it 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 blocked it and it, it it was just the jolt he needed to be like what am i doing i i don't want to do this you know and he was able to put the device down Walk out of the room, and he was able to preserve all of that progress and momentum that he had made. So, um, we we see it all the time in our own groups the value of what you guys are offering, and uh, we will put a link in the show notes. Ron, thank you, thank you so much hey, for your time. Thanks uh, for being here.
1: If you don't mind, put our phone number as well, because oh, whether sure. or not whether or not you use Covenant Eyes, we have an amazing customer service team. We call it Member Care, uh, and our Member Care. Uh, Agents are not limited in the amount of time they can talk. They, we have had seven hour conversations with people oh, wow. uh, who are struggling and, you know, they, they talk, uh, you can ask them to pray for you. Uh, and, uh, of course we can't discriminate. Not all of our member care agents are, are Christian, but, um, sure. but they they also are, are happy to turn you over to someone who actually will pray with you. Uh, wow. And uh, no matter what uh, our, our, and in a and a real person answers the phone, uh, our our average wait time is less than one minute, and so uh, it uh, you'll actually talk to a real person, and you're able to you're able to just to talk. I had no idea so you guys had that service. If you need if you need to talk some to somebody, uh, even if you're not using Covenant Eyes, uh, you've got someone to talk to. Actually,
0: amazing. We will 100% put that number in uh ron thank you again man really appreciate this
1: great to talk to you Cynthia. thank you
0: yeah hey thank you guys so much for listening to that interview uh that was ron Haas. uh just an incredible man uh and he was so generous with his time I, I was actually amazed at just how patient he was and uh we ran into some technical difficulties before we got the interview started and he was just he was very patient amazing guy uh we have put links in the show notes for you to get your hands on Covenant Eyes. Uh, like, like I said, I'm a big proponent of it. I don't think it's going to f- fix you, um, and not, neither does Ron. It's really about the accountability. It's about the conversations. It's about using it as a tool to assist in your recovery journey. Um, it is an affiliate link, so I'm just upfront about those things. I do get paid a little bit if you decide to sign up. And I, I don't know if that encourages you or discourages you to, to use it. I, I don't really care. Just get Covenant Eyes on your devices. I think you'll be really glad you did. And, and personally, my personal stance, just so you guys know, is that I think you can reach a point in your life where you don't need Covenant Eyes anymore. And um, and so I I actually have never had it you know I don't have any accountability partners directly set up with a, a screen filtering software um, but I do really believe in accountability I have people I'm accountable to I have friends that I am having conversations with regularly connecting with and doing life with and um, there's lots of lots of different ways to facilitate it but if you are in recovery I highly recommend it link is in the show notes. And we put the phone number there as well if you do want to call in. Again, just a great service to take advantage of, completely free of charge. Guys, that's everything for today. Thank you for listening. Have an incredible, incredible day, and I'll talk to you very, very soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. It's Sathya again. Thanks for listening to Unleash the Man Within. I wanted to take a quick moment to let you know about a free ebook that I wrote for you called The Ultimate Guide to Porn Recovery.